Have you ever caught yourself in business following a push energy? Or maybe you felt like there's always something to achieve, always something to do, and always following this should pushing energy. Well, you might have an overdeveloped masculine energy in business. And although, yes, that's how we've been taught, we've generally been trained by society and cultural norms, that's what success looks like and that's what's necessary. What many people are finding is that as we heighten the consciousness of this planet, that that's generally going to lead to hard work with very, very little to show for it. And what's now needed is for us to integrate a very healthy divine masculine by strengthening our divine feminine in business. And this is the energy, this is the resources within you around creativity, flow, alignment, more compassion, more empathy, definitely more surrender. This is what's needed not only to have more peace, but also more success and to go further faster. And that's why we've got Prue Blennerhassett here. Prue's the true expert when it comes to helping women package their sacred divine work and package it in a way where you're able to scale, scale with soul by delivering irresistible offers, but also allowing you to shine, allowing you to really not only make more income, but also more impact. So you're going to learn about, probably going to hear from her story, but what you're going to learn in this episode is really how to integrate those two, how to integrate masculine and feminine and how to use the divine feminine in business. Two, you're going to learn how to align that with an offer, an irresistible offer for your clients. Three, how to really start to embody and receive so that you can feel empowered and you can feel worthy on the, on the business journey. And four, last but not least, how to stop undercharging and the steps involved with raising your prices so that you can feel good about it and you can also allow your clients to transform on the other side. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Okay, my online family. Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. We have Prue here, and I know a lot of you have been working on integrating masculine, feminine energies into the world of business, into the world of following your heart. And this is what we're going to talk about here. And the reason why I love this topic is because I've done my work around this. I've worked with my coach about two years ago, and she said to me, she gave me a bit of this exercise. She said, you know what? For the next two weeks, you're going to stay in your feminine. You're going to stay in your feminine because you have this overdeveloped masculine that just wants to do, that just wants to keep making things happen and your identity is attached to what you do and, and what you achieve. And now that masculine energy, the wounded warriors in the middle of the field and forgetting why they're there in the first place. And as I started developing my feminine and having a very healthy uh, introduction to it, my, my ma masculine started to heal. And so as soon as you, Prue, started saying, you know what, let's talk about divine feminine in business and how we can use that energy in a healthy way to not only charge what we're worth, 
but to feel empowered, to feel uh, our own value, right? And to really stop, um, to really stop that the doubt and stop sabotaging our own, you know, how we're charging, undercharging ourselves, and and being and being in the space of you know devaluing what we do. So yeah. I'd love to start this conversation with first of all welcoming you, saying hello, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. It's awesome to have Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'd love to give you the space to share all about who you are, what you do, and, and the story of how you got to doing all of the of all of what you're into now. Yeah, thank you so much, Tyson. I really appreciate it. Um, and it's been such a pleasure to meet you and get to know your community over the last couple of months. So I'm really super grateful that I stumbled, you know, across or got referred to your um to your community. So thank you. Um, yeah, so my name's Prue, Prue Blanahassett. I'm an intuitive business strategist and women's transformation catalyst. And my business is called Women of Impact. So I, I guess, you know, like all of us, I've been on a journey for the last, my whole life, really. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I guess I grew up in, um, I went to a private girls school and my mom was an entrepreneur and my dad was a marketing manager and he was traveling all over the world all the time. Um, and so I kind of grew up with this um, uh, absorbing this uh, structure of what success looked like and that, you know, success and happiness, you know, there was hard work to be successful. Um, and so, you know, it was very much and, you know, still there is this level of undoing for me in being focused on um, results, outcomes, achievements, doing you know all of that kind of stuff like my worth actually being closely tied to um, productivity rather than just being in this space of I am worthy as I am just by the nature that I exist that kind of thing so that has you know that's essentially where I came from was this real um, experience of worth relating to doing and productivity and about so I I studied um, I've got a degree in business banking finance and international trade um, from my hometown of Melbourne and I went from there straight into um, working with a cosmetic manufacturing um, company which was you know really kind of fast-paced uh, high-stressed role you know again really supporting that sense that I had to do things in order to be worthy um you know it was a perfect match and uh you know I was traveling all over the world multi you know million dollar accounts all that kind of stuff and I at the age of about 27 or 28 I <clears throat> I had enough like well had enough because the leaning towards doing um, and away from being, I, I was essentially turning away from um, from myself, from my, you know, from my self-care, from my physical, mental, emotional health. I was completely shut down emotionally from, you know, not just from being able to articulate my emotions, but actually even knowing what they were, <laughs> feeling them, any of it. Um, and so at that time, about 12, you know, it's about 11, 12 years ago now, I, 
I realised that just getting another job in my town um, wasn't going to cut it. It wasn't going to be a big enough change for me. Um, in, in, I really needed like a, a big shift in terms of my lifestyle to be able to determine who I was and what I actually wanted to do rather than just following the, you know, the kind of um, societal expectation or whatever. So I moved up to um, a little seaside town um, on the east coast of Australia, a little holiday town um, called Byron Bay, uh, which is quite well known for being, you know, lifestyle um, focused. Uh, it's very naturally beautiful. And, you know, I really have kind of undertaken this journey since moving up here. Um, <clears throat> not only of going into my own business over that 11 or 12 years and um, but also going into relationship also you know reevaluating who I am um, you know my life experience what I'm here for my purpose all of this kind of stuff so you know it's been a real um, exploration over over the last uh, 10 11 12 years of coming from this place of being so heavily focused in um, in that sense of worth being derived from productivity, um, you know, to to actually um, and you know that's just kind of one facet of it. But it for me it was huge, absolutely huge. Um, and I still catch myself, I still catch myself even now, being in this space of oh I've got to do this and this and this and this and this rather than just being like oh I could you know take half an hour for lunch and just you know stare at a tree like that is that's valuable too you know like that's that's going to be um beneficial for me and everyone else as well mm. so um yeah I guess that's a little bit of kind of the story of who I am and how I got to got to where I am now the um the business my own business has been like a journey of that exploration as well because when I um when I started my business for the first five years I was essentially offering business and marketing services to small businesses um you know and I was having fun doing it and I had built a small team and it was financially successful but I um I had essentially recreated and perpetuated that same way of working. So I was working nights and weekends and, you know, not taking care of myself, not honouring my relationships. You know, my friends and my partner would be like, you are always working. And I'm like, yeah, you know, internally, subconsciously, because that's what it takes to get ahead. That's what it takes to be successful. Uh, so, um so following that, I, I essentially made a, a call to dissolve that business after about five years because I recognised that um, it wasn't something that I wanted to scale. When I was looking at where do I want to go with this business, I was like, oh, you know, I don't actually want to entertain the scaling of this because how it is now, how it's structured and set up for me isn't working. So I dissolved that business and um, created space for the next thing to come forward. And that was my, um, so my first business was called Off Service. That was the business marketing. Second business, Make Space, Allow Grace. And that was all about supporting women um, really to feel more empowered and to come into this space of, 
connecting with themselves at a really deep level um, and they're in a wisdom they're in a calm and then you know the the learning that I had from that was that um, and the belief that I have that I think I shared with you before is that when we're in that space of you know really deep connection with ourselves that we all have something you know this incredible unique um, energetic signature that we have to express in the world in whatever way feels um, resonant for us and so um, that was the kind of learning that I had from that and my understanding then was that once women because I was working with women in make space allow grace once women had um, come to that place of um, recognition within themselves then they really um, you know and because business is in my blood they really um, if they wanted to craft that out and bring that out into the world in a way that was their soul work their business then um, they would need the support of that first business that initial business you know the marketing business strategy all that kind of stuff and that's how women of impact was born essentially so I kind of have swung this pendulum from being really heavily in the in the doing and the go and the force to really like in the um, energetics and more in the feminine with make space allow grace to now being in this space of really understanding the value and the power of um, you know wavering around the balance of the masculine and the feminine and the sacred marriage between the two and really being able to bring those things together because just like you know we all embody both and we all need um you know to to be in that space of somewhat balance with masculine and feminine energies equally our businesses are also you know this sacred marriage of the energetic and the strategic um, you know, we can't we can't succeed just by strategic measures. There's no way. So being able to, you know, really honour that both of these aspects are really, you know, important and equally we can't just succeed through energetic, you know, we all wish we could just sit on the lounge and, oh, you know, <laughs> bring it into being. Um, but, yeah, but it takes both and it's this beautiful kind of... Um, this you know this sacred marriage between the two that we get we have the opportunity to bring forward for um, our greatest fulfillment enjoyment success etc right one thing that comes to mind is did, did anything in particular happen or was there any particular moment when you moved from the hard work hustle who and what i am is what i do the working hard is my you know is my worthiness was there a particular moment or was there a particular circumstance or a time that you can remember specifically where that started to shift or you started to awaken to, to a new a new level of being? Um, yeah, so, so, so basically what happened around that time, I was um, enrolled in Marie Folio's B School and, you know, I'm sure, you know, most of you, you and most of your listeners know her work is all about... Um, crafting a business and a life that you love and so I was taking my then business of service through her program and looking at how I could you know up level 
double scale, da, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. And the realization that I came to through that process was not how I wanted to scale the business, but actually that I did not want to scale that business. Mm. And the, the way, you know, what I see now in hindsight is that the way that I, it wasn't necessarily the business, it was the way that I was working, the way that I was doing things that wasn't serving me or anyone else around me so I think once I came to that decision that conclusion it was kind of like right at that time one of the clients that I'd been serving wanted me to work with her um, three days a week and I was like okay I can I can dissolve the business I can work with you three days a week that's enough to you know support me and then I can leave this space to see what else wants to come forward um and then you know the what else wanted to come forward really came through in um through you know kind of channeling and downloading through meditation so essentially just sitting there and having these um you know ideas and concepts and words and phrases um come through to me and then you know from there kind of yeah expanding so um it wasn't it wasn't like one big thing but it was like this kind of series of events that culminated to show me the next step yeah perfect and when you look back on those the, those times when you were using an overdeveloped masculine you were attached to certain uh you know way success is meant to look and you were you know putting all your importance and worthiness on that what what patterns do you see back then that you also see in your clients now that struggle with those challenges maybe it's around how they design their business maybe it's around how they go about work maybe it's the way they see uh success or see the way you know their time is meant to be spent what 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 are the sort of patterns that you see back then in yourself that you also see in your clients now who are struggling with it yeah so one of the things that I think was probably most pronounced in my own story that I that I still see happening with some of the women that I work with um, through their process is <clears throat> this sense of um, uh, the best, you know, the word that comes to me when I consider my own experience is superficiality. So um, this sense of, you know, when I went from working, you know, of service, doing the business stuff, and then I was in Make Space Allow Grace, um, you know, I was in that business. I was doing all of the things. So it was an energetic, you know, kind of business. But I was, I was doing the things. I created the courses. You know, I, um, I uh, you know, developed the meditations like all of the materials the sales page you know da, 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 whatever um but really what was lacking was me in that so what I what I was kind of crafting felt really good to me but it was there was this lack you know there's still this sense that I was hiding within that business so I was coming from this place of you know even subconsciously like I didn't even recognize it but I was coming from this place of you know my life's really cool like I've got all my shit together that kind of thing and you know just still feeling really afraid to actually be 
um, vulnerable, to be, you know, kind of transparent that, you know, about the things that weren't necessarily, you know, rad and cool and, you know, awesome in my life. Um, and, you know, I guess that's one of the things that I see at times in the women that come to work with me when they're having challenges around connecting with their soulmate clients. A lot of the time it can be because they're not actually allowing themselves to be seen, mm -hmm. truly seen. And, yeah, I get it. It's yeah, scary. It's big. It's big. It's, it's huge. It's, it's a big part of it's a big part of business and and getting yourself out there because one of the things that we know is everyone now is an online, you know, coach, business owner, content creator, course creator, and there's a lot of noise out there with a lot of what you're explaining is like you know pretty much superficial type of success or you know goals mm. that people are, are trying to achieve, and what's missing is what you described for is this un this unique energetic signature of this is who and mm. what I am. This is who and what I'm going through, what I stand for, the types mm. of uh, beliefs I have. And it's, it's with that energy that you get to uh, put out to the world where people, okay, this is Prue. This is what she's doing. Mm. This is, this is who, who and what her energy is. And then coupling that with some strategy, with some, with some yeah. tactics and, and, and tools that are able to expand that, expand that energy. Is that the way you sort of yeah. describe it? And it reminds me of, um, you know, it reminds me of that saying, um, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And for people to feel something, they need to be able to connect with us. Yeah. And that comes through us allowing ourselves to be seen, allowing ourselves to be imperfect because no human is perfect um, and no one wants to, you know, no one wants to be around anyone else who thinks that they are perfect because that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Well, let's go into this divine feminine because I know a lot of people who are listening might be caught in that overdeveloped masculine. They might be caught in this, this, this pattern of, of doing or hard work and it feels out of alignment and they can they can sense they're out of balance but let me let me ask you to start with what is your sort of what's your understanding what's your definition of of this divine feminine energy that we all have mm. um so what this means for me and what i see in my work is that the the kind of divine feminine energy that we have access to is relates to our um it relates to our spiritual connection it relates to our sensitivity to our emotionality um to all of these subtle things like these intangible parts of us that can't necessarily be seen can't necessarily be measured but just like we were talking about before they they are critical to how someone perceives us in a felt body sense, mm -hmm. like in an energetic sense. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, holding space for people, when we talk about being really present for people, um, you know, a, a lot of those things for, for me and from my perspective come from this sense of, um, you know, those, those kind of unseen, more subtle aspects of our nature 
that we get to bring to who we are and what we do, the things that really differentiate us because, you know, I can be sharing the same strategy that um, Jane down the street is sharing, but both of us will be sharing from this completely unique space of our energy, of our um, education, of our experience, of our expertise, you know, all of those kinds of things. But the most unique part of us is our energy. It can't be replicated. So, yeah, so I guess for me, um, you know, it's, again, touching in on this sense of really honouring our, um, honouring that feminine divinity, honouring all of these things that aren't seen because the way that our world, you know, just like how I was describing, you know, the what I absorbed through osmosis growing up, um, the way of our world really has been about in the last, you know, many hundred years has been about um, honouring what is seen and what is measurable um, and what is, you know, tactile, what can be held and touched rather than what is unseen. Um, and so I think the opportunity that we have as humans, as individuals now, is to be able to honour not just what we can see but what we can't see, mm. to honour the subtlety of what we bring when we are serving others in our space. So when we bring this um, to the question of worthiness, for a long time, women's worth because we are, you know, physically um, not as strong as men and, you know, things like that. So, so more of those tangible um, aspects, you know, we don't necessarily have the capacity to do as much as men in terms of, um, you know, if there was going to be a really rudimentary kind of scale of um, productivity or something like that. But, and, you know, this is coming into the kind of, um, you know, question, not really question, but obviously we all have masculine and feminine aspects. So, you know, when I'm saying men and women, it's not like, you know, specific, but you know what I mean. Um, so uh, where was I going? Well, let me ask you this. In terms of how how, how would... How do you or your clients know when they're in their divine feminine? What, is, what does it feel like? What does their life look like? What is it? How, do they, how does it design? What, how, do they, how do people know? If someone's listening right now, how would they know when they're in their divine feminine? What, what does that feel like? What does that look like? What is their business doing? Yeah. So um, I feel like rather than just being in their divine feminine, it feels like being in that balance. So when they are in their divine feminine, we're in this space of, it feels like flow. So mm. there's the inspiration that comes through. There's the intuition that we're using, not just in crafting, you know, our content and our marketing, our messaging, all of that kind of stuff, what people really need to hear. But equally, when we're serving our clients, we're really allowing that divine channel to be open and flowing through so that we're serving from that space. Um, when we've got that space of balanced masculine and feminine in our business, 
then there is that flow, there is that magnetism, we're allowing ourselves to be seen. So our soulmate clients, those who are really feeling to be served by us can see us, are attracted to us and, you know, want to find out more about what we're doing and how they can work with us, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there is flow in terms of energy, there's flow in terms of finances, all of that kind of stuff. So, it's, you know, really this sense of ease and flow and, you know, just as words, they can sound quite, um, you know, ambiguous and floaty, but truly in the felt sense, that that is what it feels like being in that space. Awesome. And then what would you say to someone who's like, oh my God, I get that. I want to be more in flow. I want to have more alignment. I want to attract my soulmate clients but I need to do this marketing. I need to put this out there that doesn't feel aligned. And I need to, I need to do this, this work and put this out there and, and, you know, do all these things to build the business that I don't necessarily enjoy. What would you, what would you say to that person? So it has to, <clears throat> the, the foundation has to be aligned. So there may be aspects of, you know, marketing or bits and pieces and, you know, like creating sales pages and, um, you know, email automations and all that kind of stuff that, you know, I know for a lot of us, it's like, oh, tech, you know, can someone else do that? Um, but the, the absolute foundation and the crux of it has to be that what we are um what we are crafting in terms of an offering for people, what it is that we stand for, what our potent message is that we're here to share with the world, all of those things have to be incredibly aligned. Like it's almost like, um, you know, a piece of the puzzle just fits in to our field when we have when we when we are in this place of alignment with our offer with our messaging with what we stand for um because once we're really clear about what we are offering then the <clears throat> then the marketing that we're doing whatever methods we're utilizing the content that we're wanting to share to invite people to find out more about it it's all coming from this place of a really deep understanding of um what i like to call our zone of divinity which is what we craft our offering on, right? It's um, the transformation that we're best positioned to facilitate for our soulmate clients, for those that we really want to serve at the deepest level. Mm. So when we have clarity around that, we know who we're serving. We know what's really going on for them. We understand ourselves really deeply and we understand this zone of divinity, this transformation we want to facilitate. And everything comes from there the messaging, the marketing, the what it's going to look like. And it's exciting. You know, it's not just like I have to do this because I want to, you know, earn money and have people work with me. It's like this really matters. You know, it's coming from this space of this really matters and this is what I'm here to share with the world. So it almost becomes this, um, you know, kind of sense of soul mission that, you know, even if no one decided to come and work with me because of this, I don't care because this is what I need to share. Mm. It's like the onus and the, um, the leaning comes more about more to us and what is it that I need to express to get to my next level 
of expansion rather than, you know, what do I need to do to bring the clients in? And I think there's a, there's a separation of outcome there. There's a, there's a detachment to the outcome when you're saying, um, this is on my heart. It's my mission. It's my calling. It's something that I feel like uh, is flowing through me. Therefore, it's not something that says, I need to get this right so that I can get clients and attract money so that I can pay my bills. That's where mm-hmm. I find a lot of people's focus is and that's where their intention is. Their intention is like, I have this gift. Okay, how do I package it and serve it in a way where I'm able to make money so that I can pay my bills? What you're mm-hmm. saying here is everything falls in alignment in terms of your offer, your messaging, your marketing. It can be exciting, especially when it's coming from a space that's your heart's calling, that's your soul's mission, that you're mm-hmm. sharing it, not because of the, the outcome of what it leads to, but sharing it because it's what you feel called to share. There's no yes. There's no other real need. There's no other real, uh, you know, there's no reason why you should do anything else. It's like, I'm sharing this because it's what I'm here to share. Mm-hmm. Everything else falls into alignment when it's part of this soul's mission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Well, where, where does that come into it when you're talking about worthiness? When, when someone's packaging their, their business, they're putting things out there on social media, they're having people sign up for certain courses, sessions, programs, but they at some level know that they're undercharging, that they're not charging their worth. What what do you think is happening there? Um, so <clears throat> this is pretty much like most of the population is having this experience. <laughs> um, so most of the people that I work with are in a space of under undercharging, absolutely overgiving. You know, not not um, you know not truly valuing their sacred work and what they have to offer the world. Um, and I think there are a lot of reasons for that, um, especially when it comes to women. You know, I work with women, so this is where I see this. Um, and we touched on this earlier around. Um, you know, this sense of women's worth, um, you know, this feminine, these kind of feminine divine aspects being very subtle, being very intangible. Um, So they're not necessarily the way that the existing or former paradigm of business and of our world has shown us um, in terms of what is value. Right. So we have essentially, you know, through I say osmosis, I'm sure there's probably a better word for it, but through through osmosis um, have like absorbed this this sense of what worth is in the world and having that be connected to productivity, to tangible, to the things that we can see, all of that kind of stuff. So when you consider that we have been trained to not see the value in the unseen and that so much of what we offer, especially as women, is in that nature of the unseen, is in the sensitivity, is in the emotionality, is in the intuition, is in all of these things. Um, 
then it's really about coming to the understanding of how much of that we bring forward and how powerful those aspects are, how powerful our energy is in what we bring forward in terms of our sacred work. And then to really be in this space of honouring that, honouring the transformation that we facilitate for those that we serve. So, you know, one of the things that I love to share with um, with women in my community is to put together, you know, a bit of a document that can um, that they can refer back to that's basically either, you know, testimonials from clients or, um, or case studies that they've written up themselves of the kind of transformational experiences those that they've worked with have had. Um, and so to really be able to tap in and tune into that, because it's so easy for us um, as humans to, to kind of experience what is familiar and have contempt for it. So especially in relation to, you know, ourselves and our own gifts and skills, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, if I can do it, everyone could do it, that kind of experience. Um, but that's not true. That's not the case. And even if someone else can do it, they can't do it in the same way that we can do it. So it's really about kind of coming back to this appreciation for what it is that we have to offer, to honour our whole selves in, in doing that. And the other piece of this as well, like that's where we start from, the other piece of this as well is that I teach women to craft an offering that is essentially... Uh, a way that they will be holding their soulmate client through a transformative process. So it's cre creating like this sacred container where they'll be holding space for their soulmate client's transformation. So it's not just, you know, work with me for, you know, six single sessions over whatever period of time or whatever. It's a very deliberate and intentional container of transformation that has been designed specifically for that transformation to be achieved for that client. So when that client steps in, you know, we, we invest in what we value. So when a client steps in and as an example, say there's a two month program um, and, you know, it's one person's charging $500 per, for it, one person's charging $5,000 for it. You know, if I step into that $500 program, if for whatever reason, you know, I can't kind of make it work or whatever, I'm going to be like, yeah, 500 bucks, you know, yeah, it's a bit of money, but it's not the end of the world. If I pay $5,000 for something, I am there. I'm showing up. I'm doing the work. I'm all in on receiving that transformation that I've invested in because of the price that's associated with it as well. So the foundational aspect comes from us and owning our worth. And there's also this aspect of understanding that people will get greater results from what they invest in, from what they value. So it's this sense of intentionality that comes through investment. So <clears throat> marrying these two things together, really, really powerful in us owning the value of our sacred work. It gives us a good uh, reminder that the, the transformation is in the transaction. It's like by offering a higher price, by offering a higher investment, you're offering them a higher transformation and giving their 
commitment and their energy towards this transformation. Um, and so when you're offering something like that, you not only get to watch their transformation, but you get to help someone who's more committed, which is obviously mm -hmm. going to drive you. Like if, if someone jumps into my program and I'm charging $20 compared to if I'm charging $20,000, like me and myself, I'm like, this person's committed. I'm committed. I'm going to do everything yeah. I can, right. To, to help them with this transformation because they're so dedicated towards it. Yeah. Um, so what would you think the, what would you think some of the action steps are? What, what would you recommend for clients if someone isn't charging what they're worth and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm committed now to charging a higher amount that I feel good about that aids my client's transformation. What's that process look like? Is it as simple as just putting the prices higher on your website and saying, this is what I charge now <laughs> or is there a process to that? What would you recommend? Yeah, so um, we were talking a little bit earlier about that zone of divinity um, aspect. So getting that real, real clarity about who you are, what you have to bring forward, like everything that's available to you, not just what you currently know about or are thinking about, um, because there's so almost every single person that I meet with, that I work with, anything like that, there are hidden gifts that are incredibly valuable to the people that they're serving that they have discounted in some way um, <clears throat> and so aren't bringing forward. But um, coming back to your question, so getting absolute clarity around who you want to serve, around what you have to bring forward and therefore what that zone of divinity is, mm -hmm. the transformation that you're best positioned to facilitate for your soulmate clients, and then coming into this space of crafting an offering that is literally, you know, soaking with the transformative possibility for your soulmate client so everything that's in there is on purpose you know there's nothing that is like there's no fluff there's nothing that is like oh that might be nice it's like what is going to get this client the greatest level of transformation possible so from the time frame to the price to the um you know to the modalities that are used to every single aspect in there um and then it's about really being you know standing in the power of that value of the value of that sacred work and you know sharing it and shamelessly selling it mm. what, would, what would you say to someone who says i can't i don't feel right charging for my divine services for my divine work if 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 it's grace flowing through me if it's me creating these you know creating the work for the sacred what would you say to those who, who don't feel um comfortable charging for that type of work if they don't want to they don't have to simple as that <laughs> if if they're if they're happy with their current life experience and you know, they don't need for anything, then they can do whatever they want. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to make anyone do anything they don't want, to want, don't want to do. But one of the things that does come up often, and it was, I thought you were going to ask this, so I'll share it with you. A lot of people say to me, what about the people in my community who can't afford these 
higher prices? Um, and it's a really, really valid question because, you know, we've we've all got these communities and we want to be of service. And it's like how, how you know, if we're going to put our prices up, what about the people who can't afford that? And the fact is that what I have seen in my own um, experience and what I've seen for my clients as well is that when we... Um, when we kind of up up level what we're doing and we offer something that is you know in the higher end we will attract people to come and work with us there but what that also allows because we're no longer working at this kind of um you know lower level of income it means that we we are essentially buying ourselves time so by charging a higher rate we free up our time and our space and our energy, which allows us to be able to be of value in other ways to the rest of our community who may not necessarily be able to afford it. So it's basically <clears throat> a way to support us to grow and scale our business, to develop ourselves, to feel really fulfilled by the sacred work that we're doing and to then be able to support more and more people within our community to experience a level of transformation through what we teach. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a great way to look at it. If you're charging higher prices, you're buying yourself back more time where you can add more value to those who can't afford it in more, more creative ways. Yeah. Um, so that makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, one thing that comes to me as well is is the the question around if someone's if someone's charging a certain amount and they're looking to increase their prices, what do they do to the people who are currently paying uh, a certain amount? And let's say they're ongoing sessions, or if it's a certain amount that they're uh, you know already in the program for, is is elevating your prices, you know, are there certain steps in which people can create that or do you keep the price for a certain amount? What, what, what advice would you give there? Yeah, so there's always going to be like a transition phase. So if it's kind of different if, you, um, if you're already running a program or if you're doing one-on-one -on -one kind of sessions, but if you're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions, then you, you have a choice and you can kind of set a bit of a timeline for yourself. So it might be, you know, in three months time, I'm going to switch over to this new pricing or this new offering, this new way of working with me. And in one month's time, I'll let those people know that that's what's happening. Um, and if they want to come across, then I might offer them, you know, a bit of a, um, you know, an incentive to do so because they've been such loyal clients, you know, that kind of thing. Um, in terms of if it's like a group program um, or, you know, something like that, then, and you're wanting to put that price up and, and up level that, then kind of the same thing. If it's the same program, then you can keep the existing clients as essentially like founding members um, as you then go on to launch that program at a higher level for others. Um, or if you're changing the program significantly, then you can do similar to what I just shared in terms of that transition and going, hey, so excited, new, you know, changes coming, new changes afoot, all coming, you know, love to have you continue on the journey with me, X, Y, Z, here it is. What do you think? Okay, great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question. I know it comes up for a lot of people 
and it might be tough to answer this as a podcast, but maybe you can give some guidance. Maybe you can give some some general general. I'll try. <laughs> or maybe maybe share an example or two. But when someone says, "I just don't know what to charge," um, I want to I want to charge something that's good for me. I want to charge something that's aligned. But I'm doing this particular work, and this is my particular avatar. How do I know what to charge? How do I know what would be benefit? What would be benefit to everyone involved? What would, yeah. Are there any sort of certain guidance or certain uh, principles or certain tips that you might give for someone who's asking that question? Yeah. So pricing is something that is um, it's quite individual, I guess, based on. Um, based on someone's specific experience. Like obviously it depends on how long they've been doing what they've been doing for and stuff like that. Um, but equally, the, the standalone thing for pricing is that it needs to feel like a stretch, but not too far out of alignment that you can't energetically hold it. Okay. And feel confident presenting it. So it, it will depend on how long the program is, what's in it, the experience, all of that kind of stuff. But in, in every single field, there are people out there who are charging 5, 10, 20, 50, 100K for programs in almost every single field. So, you know, the, the limit with which we place on what we're able to charge is largely existing within us. Mm-hmm. Great. So it's really just a matter of looking in and saying, okay, what feels like, what feels aligned, but what feels expansive, what feels a stretch, but in, in, in a way in which I can still, I can still hold that and present it in a way that's confident presented in a way that I, you know, still project certainty. Um, yes. Also feels energetically expansive for me as well. Yes. That's what you're saying. Spot on. Okay. Awesome. I get it. Um, before we wrap up here, I, this has been an awesome chat because anytime we can, anytime we can link things like pricing, worthiness, value with divine feminine and feeling like this is your energetic signature that you're putting out there that people are feeling in your marketing, I think it, it benefits a lot of people. So even just shift the way they're thinking or shift the way they're pivoting that they're, in ways that they're doing something at the moment. Um, but what else comes through? What else? What other advice would you give someone who's just looking to energetically feel more aligned with themselves, feel more harmony with their masculine and feminine, any other tips or any other, any other things in terms of advice that, you know, you've seen work well with your clients? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess my answer for this is probably pretty simple um, and it's what works for me. Uh, and that is to be in nature. Mm. to be barefoot to be lying on the grass staring at the trees or the clouds to be barefoot on the earth or in the sand to be swimming in the ocean it really doesn't matter what or where it is what elements are involved but um for me that supports me to um regulate my nervous system to uh to kind of dissolve the um, electromagnetic, I don't know, the kind of what we pick up from technology, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Essentially, it supports me to come back to my 
um, to nature and to my own essential nature. And I think the truth of who we are is this state of balance mm. and this wavering around balance, not as a fixed point, but we are far more balanced when we're in this space of connection with nature and with ourselves and things like that. Um, and to me, that's where truth lies. That's where all the answers are. Wow. I, I, I truly feel that when there's been so many times when I'm in my office here, I'm on the computer for a few hours straight. I'm sending messages back and forth. I'm writing up a piece of content. I'm, 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 you know, thinking about how I'm going to organize this event or whatever. I'm writing up a piece of copy and then my mind clearly goes into this pattern of the way it should be and the way that it's not yet. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. And it's like, my God, I'm going to go out in the back. And so I go out in the backyard. I put my feet on the ground barefoot. I look at the sky. I feel the wind. I look at this tree and, you know, all of a sudden, it's exactly what you said. Something innate in me comes back to balance, comes back to truth, comes back to, oh, that's not life. This is life. <laughs> that was, that's the illusion. That's the, um, the thing my mind gets stuck in, which is just as beautiful, but this is a deeper level of truth. This is a deeper level of um, what we're really here for. It's a reminder that we're all here to serve and contribute as nature does. And there's an ebb and flow to life. There's a, there's a harmony that exists beneath everything. Everything's just fine the way it is. Mm. And then I just take some breaths and I go back in and I start, I start working again from a completely different energy. And mm. it's um, yeah, I truly believe that, that nature is medicine. And if, if you can do that more often, take some breaths of some fresh air and, um, allowed to just sink into your to your body. There's some there's some real magic there, hey. Yeah, and I think what's remarkable is that when we when we um, take action from that place, we are we get further faster. Hmm. So it's kind of like this, you know, catch twenty two where we feel like we've got to keep doing stuff, so we avoid doing the connectivity. But if we do the connectivity, we're much better at the stuff that we want to do anyway. You know, like this is, I'm not saying that I have this nail, like this is something that I have to remind myself of every single day. Yeah, totally. That's why I meditate so much. It's just like the, <laughs> the, the reminders. I need it more than anyone. It's the yeah. reminders that, you know, the way our mind thinks it should be, the way our ego thinks the, the world needs to be so that we can achieve this, so that we can feel this way. And then when you realize, oh, when I connect with me and when I'm whole and when I'm not only, not only tapped into my energy, but I'm op operating from effortless action because it's aligned, it's exciting, it's fun, yeah. and things happen. Things happen mm -hmm. the ways your mind could, could have never seen happen. And mm. you're just operating from an energy that goes so much bigger than your mind. And it's, yeah. a, it's a great reminder, hey, it's, that's the real way I find the real way to build business in a way that is fun, in a mm -hmm. way that you can do your marketing. Like you're saying, you can create offers, you can charge, you can serve from a place that's a, one of wholeness mm -hmm. and one of a healthy balance. Yeah. If you're not doing that, it's definitely possible. So let me ask you, what, 
how can people find out more about you? I know you have this event coming up that's all about helping people scale if they're, if they're looking to get to that point in their business. Um, I'd love to hear all about it and, uh, and how, people can, how people can get a hold of it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tyson. Um, so later this month in August on the 26th, we've got an event, which is a two-hour masterclass from 4 to 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, there'll be a recording as well for anyone who can't make it live. But um, for anyone who's interested in that, they can come to www.womenofimpact.com.au slash masterclass um, and sign up for that directly. Uh, equally, we have um, incredible uh, four-day free retreats, um, four- and seven-day free retreats, which happen, um, you know, the next one will be in, you know, September, so in a, in a little bit of time. Um, and they can connect in with that at womenofimpact.com.au slash retreat. Um, and all of these events are just, you know, like we were talking about that sense of being able to offer and support community at, at different levels. And all of these that I've just shared are exactly that. So, you know, incredible opportunity to come and connect with like-minded women and to be really in this space of, um, you know, deep connection with self, with soulmate clients, with community and with um, serving and scaling really to honour ourselves and, and those around us as well. Beautiful. Awesome. So I'll put all the links below in the show notes and in the description so people can, people can check that out. Uh, is there anything else you feel called to share? Anything else you feel called to, uh, to make known or anything that you think would make this conversation feel complete? Um, yeah, just that, you know, everything that you need essentially is inside of you already. Everything that we need is essentially inside of us already. Um, and that, you know, there's a lot of cray cray happening out there just at the smidge. moment. Yeah, just a smidge. Um, and it's really easy to get caught up in it. Holy moly. Um, but, you know, just like we were talking about before with, you know, the simplicity of, you know, connecting to nature, like literally just sitting on the ground or standing, um, it's a total salve, you know, like even five minutes, you know, if anyone is finding themselves off kilter, like not okay, you know, of course, reach out to loved ones, but equally, um, you know, I would love to encourage everyone and myself to, you know, spend five minutes out in nature and as often as possible throughout the day because, um, you know, she's got all the answers. We've got all the answers. It's all good. It's We're, we're going to get there. It's just, you know, a bit cray out there at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just, just send everyone lots of love and, um, you know, look forward to connecting um, with some of the people who are listening to this podcast great and I, I really I really encourage everyone to reach out and um, and to and to build relationships see see what Prue has to offer in terms of her retreats and this masterclass uh, there's always things you can learn always different people you can meet energies you can introduce into your into your own business your own marketing and your own life so Prue thank you so much for being here this is awesome there's so many takeaways for people to grab um, and so hopefully they've taken not only plenty of notes, but looking to implement what we've, uh, what we've learned here. So thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Mm, awesome. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Tyson. 
Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.